name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thanksgiving Day, my brothers and sisters, from the beginning, has been a harvest feast. Its historical roots bind us to our forebears, just as its theme binds us to nature. Now, in the Orthodox Church, we don't have any special hymnography for Thanksgiving, although who knows what the future holds. In the Western Church, there are many, many, many harvest hymns which are sung around Thanksgiving time. And I think those of us with an Anglican background know them all by heart, I suspect. But the historical roots of this feast bind us to our American forebears, just as its theme binds us to nature. Thanksgiving celebrates man's gratitude for the bounty of God's fundamental covenant with human beings, according to which while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Now, you recognize that this is the covenant with Noah. That com primeval compact of God with every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. Now, this was a covenant of grace. That should be said. This ancient arrangement of grace, described in Genesis as Berith Cholam, covenant forever, has never been abrogated, nor can it be. It is intrinsic to God's own act of creation. It rests solely on the infallible promise of a gracious God. Using technical expressions, which sometimes are conveyed and sometimes not conveyed in the English, Genesis describes the covenant as both gracious and permanent. It uses the word natan, which means to give. I will give my covenant. Not that's not the normal word used for covenant in the Bible, which is barit, which is karath, means to cut. Here it's natan to give. It's gracious. And also, the hefeel form of kum chahim, which means to establish. I will establish my covenant. Not a normal form either. Symbolized in an ancient sign, an oath of the rainbow. It's God's covenant with creation itself. The oath berith, the sign of the covenant. While the earth remains, seen time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. 
As such, it is the universal covenant for Noah, who is the father of us all. God's covenant with Noah, moreover, is universal in two ways. It's universal in space. Embraces, embraces the caveman, as well as the person who's getting his tenure at Princeton. It's universal in time. First, it's God's covenant is universal in space, space and all that it contains. The covenant with Noah is the Lord's guarantee that his disposition toward creation will remain forever gracious, that he has hated nothing of what he makes, that his grace will be hierarchically expressed in the very structure of the natural universe, linking together higher and lower natures in a wise and eternal order, placing all of it under the governance of divine providence. In particular, the human being who stands near the top of this covenant hierarchy of natures, below only the angels, remains the special object of God's salvific attention. And the contract with Noah found its fulfillment in the incarnation, the redemption, and the preaching of the gospel. The very movement of the sun across the sky was seen by St. Paul as symbolizing the advance of the apostolic proclamation. It says that. That's what the sun says as it moves across the sky. God's everlasting chassid, his mercy, is written in the heavens. That was the, that was the prokemenon tonight, wasn't it? From that song that Patricia read before she read the, read the epistle reading. That song. Second, this covenant is universal in time. As I remarked, Genesis 9 lays a particular stress on the permanence, Hakim, to establish the permanence of the covenant with Noah. It is the contract that binds each generation to both the generations before and those yet to come. It's important to see it that way. None of this nonsense of Thomas Jefferson, where every, every, every generation decides what it wants to do. There's no such thing as a generation in that sense. You know, it's like we were all born on the same day, we all died the same day. That's, you're only a deist to think like that. So it's a contract that binds each generation to the one that went before, the one that comes after. History itself thus becomes hierarchical as each new generation learns its language and therefore the structured patterns of thought and evaluation from the one preceding it. Each generation submits in this measure in faith to the accumulated wisdom of ages past. And then we hope enhances and still further refines that wisdom for the children still to come. 
That's the, uh, that's the value of grandparents. Grandparents can normal, normally, grandparents remember two generations before them. They normally see two generations later. So it comes to, comes to a certain perfection in grandparents. So just gaze your eyes here on all this perfection. The covenant of Noah is thus our sacred partnership with history. Thanksgiving really does say that. Our sacred partnership with history. What Edmund Burke called the contract of eternal society. It's in his, his reflections on the, on the revolution in, in France. Contract of eternal society. Extending down through the centuries. Joining the living with those who have already passed on. With those yet unborn. And most of all with the God who wills all men to be saved. And come to the knowledge of the truth. This permanent and universal covenant with Noah is the foundation for what the epistle the Romans calls Ephsibia, translated into Latin as pietas, pietas, piety. What is piety? It's the cultivated, deep, heartfelt respect for our stewardship of tradition, for the ancestral associations whence derives our identity, for that memory which binds the human race together back to Adam, and also for the gracious God above who, who sanctions the order of the world and invests it with the majesty of his wisdom. In celebration of Thanksgiving Day, we are thus bound together not only with fellow Christians, but with all men everywhere and at all times who depend on the gracious bounty of the Father, who makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends his reign on the just and the unjust. <laughs>